First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while. Hello, podcasters. Welcome back, or welcome to I Don't Care the Podcast. I'm your cold girl, Alexia Stefano with a very beautiful dog, Luna, who I realize doesn't have a toy, which means she is going to be searching for something to chew on, and I'm trying to see if I have a, a substitute toy I could give her so she doesn't annoy me, and I'm thinking the only thing is to take my hair out and give her my scrunchie. You want the scrunchie? Yes, you do. Ready? Go! And she's happy with it. Now I'm going to put my hood back on because I am freezing cold. I don't know about you guys, but this winter, I'm freezing cold. Opposed to other winters, of course. We've got a jam-packed episode, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, This is the second episode of the year. I hope your first week of 2024 was fantastic i can tell you mine was mine was a good week so stick to your new year's resolutions stick to the habits and goals and desires and dreams you have for yourself in week number two and the rest to come i certainly have so far and I'm not mad about it. Let's get into our listen bitch affirmation. Last week, I don't know if you guys remember, but I did not relate to it at all. And you know, it's just, ooh, ooh, two have fallen, but this one really fell. It's kind of mind-blowing to me how a lot of the time, something that I say in the podcast or something that I read, uh, being one of these affirmation cards, becomes a conversation that I have with other people soon after I've I've recorded the episode. Like, I think last week I recorded the episode and then I had a conversation with someone about the same exact thing that I was talking about for my Listen Bitch affirmation. And I'm just like, it's crazy how the universe manifests conversations and things to come in your life that are then gonna be relevant soon i don't know if that made any sense let me just tell you guys before i get into this episode i am so cold and i know i've said that in the three minutes we've been recording a bunch of times already but when i'm this level of cold i stop to i stop functioning (laughs) So it's not good. I am so cold. I'm wearing a blanket. I've got my hoodie on. The The fucking heat is going off. I don't know why I'm this cold, but I am. And then also I'm tired. I don't know if it's like the coldness is infiltrating the tiredness, but all I want to do today is paint my fucking toenails. And you know what I haven't done today? painted my toenails you know what i have done today let me tell you i got up that was hard as is and then 
I made coffee. I don't like coffee and yet I drink it. Why? Because it's something to drink. I got ready. Then I got work done. Okay, I sent some emails that I needed to send. I checked some schedules that I needed to check. I, you want to jump up? I got some podcast work done. I've texted people both for fun, but also about the the Golden Globes that happened last night, which we are going to talk about because it was kind of fucking crazy, but we'll get into that later. I bought a new phone plan because that's a new thing I have to do. Pay for my phone, which is a good new thing I have to do. But I didn't. My mom was like, your bill is $85. And I'm like, no, that's a lot of money. So I'm switching. So I bought a new plan and my SIM card will be coming shortly. I think I'm on the same he just switched and I think I'm on her plan it could even be the same plan as my brother I don't know it's freedom the cheap option that still like gives me everything I probably will need but it goes from an $85 bill to a $35 bill so I'm happy with that okay Let's get into this listen, bitch, affirmation card. Oh, listen, bitch, you are in control. You are in control. You are in control. You are in control. In acting, an exercise you have to do is if something is repetitive, just like this affirmation card said, you are in control four times. You cannot say the same sentence or word or phrase the same twice. So, for example, if I if in a script was like, what if, comma, what if you can't say what if, what if, because that's stupid. You have to be like, what if? Okay, what if or or you say, what if what if we did this or what if what if we did this? Like it has to be different you can't be like what if what if we did that because that's just stupid so this a little acting exercise everyone is if you have something that's repetitive emphasize a different word each time okay so the first time i'm going to emphasize the you you are in control now i'm going to emphasize the r you are in control now it's going to be in you are in control Now it's going to be control. You are in control. You are in control. So when you change it, it's more fun. So it's not you are in control. You are in control. You are in control. You are in control. But did you hear that? Did you hear what it said? You are in control. Which is such a good, oh, that's such a good card to pull, especially for the tippity top of the year. Because it's a good reminder and maybe even a good mantra to have throughout the year. During times that you feel maybe the control isn't yours, you remind yourself, this is my life. I am in control. Um, Or something that happened and you're feeling kind of lost. You go, I'm in control. I can get myself out of this. It's going to be okay. 
anything. You just remember your world. This is your world. This is your life. You are in control of it. You. You make the decisions for yourself. You dictate what happens. You get to decide where you work, what you eat, what you do, what school you're going to, I mean college, university, what you're um, going to school for. You get to decide what you want your future to be. Like all of those decisions are yours because you are in control of your life. So don't forget that. It's very important to remember, especially when you are feeling like maybe other people have too much control over your life. If you're letting people in too much, whether it be something they say or the subtext of a conversation or maybe the looks they give you or a conversation maybe someone had with someone else about you, whatever it may be, you can just toss it away and center yourself and be like, I am in control. Whatever happens, happens because I allowed it to happen. And that goes for if something bad happened. Like if if you made the wrong choice, that's because you made the wrong choice. So accountability is another thing when you decide to claim control. I'm not saying I'm good at any of this. I'm just saying words of advice, right? When you decide to take power over your own life and to control your all your decisions, that means that when something fails or if something goes wrong or it was just the wrong choice, you have to be able to be like, A, my bad. I'm sorry. If you can say I'm sorry, I'm someone who can't. Um, and you take ownership and you're like, I'm trying this new thing out. I'm trying to figure out what taking control of my life looks like. And I made a mistake in doing so. And hopefully the people around you don't shit on you and can actually applaud you taking that kind of control. It is easier to have people, you know, constantly tell you what is best for you, what they think you should do, what they think you should spend your time on or what you should eat or what you're talented at or what you're not talented at and whatever it may be. Sure, having people like guide you through life is definitely easy, but it's not rewarding and it's not going to lead you to your happiness. It might lead you to someone else's happiness. Even in a situation where you're in a relationship and maybe your partner is super successful and they are doing things in their career that you aren't. Or maybe you put your career to the back burner for them. You made that choice. And if you're happy with it, fantastic. If you're not happy with it, you can change your mind. You can't, for anything, you can go back. And, you know, you made a decision that you weren't happy with in the end, you still have the power and the control over yourself and your life. You can't control other people. You can only hope that they will be there for you 
in the decisions that you make, but you should always try to do what's best for yourself. And that is taking control. And with that, I'll be done. My advice segment. Guys, we've got quite a lot to talk about. So I know last week I was telling you all a little little bit about a spider. A little spider story. Well, I must update you guys because the last thing you know is that it went under my bed and that it was still under my bed. It no longer is under my bed, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened, everyone. Buckle up. Take a seat. Okay? Get ready. Turn me up. Turn me down. I don't care. So, the next day, every time I went into my room, I checked. I checked every corner. I checked the wall. I checked the roof. I checked the floor. I checked my bed sheets. I checked everywhere. No spider. Nowhere. I was like, this motherfucker is still under my bed. And so that night of sleep, I didn't. I didn't sleep. You know why? Because I was so hot. And usually I take my leg out of my bed and have it like I I like take it out of my bed and then I sleep. But in order to remove my leg from under the sheets, I would have had to then put my leg where I found the spider that morning. So I decided to just sweat and be awake in constant fear that this spider was near. That it was on my sheets or in my bed or on the roof above me like I had no sleep. I had no sleep that night. I genuinely am not over-exaggerating. I wish I was. I had no sleep because I kept waking up every however often to do a, a spider check. The next day, I was checking everywhere again because I'm not going to be in my room with a loose wild spider. It's just not going to happen. I'm not built for that kind of life. So I avoided my room, and when I had to go in there, I took precautions. And then I watched Saltburn before bed, okay? And we're going to talk about Saltburn later. Because I know you guys, if you listened last week, you know I attempted Saltburn, and I did not like it. But I was committed to giving it a second chance. So hear about the second chance after the spider story. So, after I watch Saltburn, I'm tired. I'm ready for bed. I do my skincare. I take Luna out. My mom's already in bed. Francesco is in bed. Everyone is in bed. And that is what I wanted for myself. So, I go in my room. I turn around. And I, when I tell you, without even seeing the spider, I knew where it was. I sensed it. I could feel it. It was in my peripheral vision, even though it actually wasn't. It was further, but like I knew it was there. I saw it. I turned to the direction where I sensed it was. I look up and oh, there it is above my fucking bed on the molding above my bed. And, you know, I look at it for a while. And I'm assessing my options here. I'm like, I could attempt this myself. 
I could leave it there and hope and hope that it doesn't wind up on my bed again. I could call for backup, even though backup is in bed. I called for backup because you know what? Enough is enough at this point. I, this is like day four of trying to kill this fucking spider at this point. I had no help from anyone, even though I continuously asked. And this spider has beat my ass time and time again. I was sick and tired of it now. I just wanted some nice sleep after I watched Saltburn. Now, if you've watched Saltburn, you know that maybe a nice a nice sleep after that kind of movie is needed. It's required. That's what I wanted. That's what I was ready for. And that's what I was going to do. But I'm interrupted by this spider who has tormented me the last three days. So I call for backup. Yeah. Yeah, I said, Mom, I see the spider. You have to help me. Enough is enough. I'm not dealing with this by myself. No more. No more. She gets up. She comes in my room. She's moving the pillows away from my bed because, God forbid, the fucking spider falls on my bed and onto my pillows, right? Of course. So she moves them. And she's, like, telling me the game plan, okay? Because it was, we're short. Right? We're short. She's 5'5", five five maybe. I'm 5. You know, we're a short group of gals. And the spider was on my roof. So she's standing on my bed, but it was still a little too high for her to reach. So she's like, what I can do is I'm not capable of smushing it up here, but I can flick it onto the floor and then you smash it from the floor. And so I get all the things I might need. And I'm just like, you know, like pre-planning here. I'm like, okay, spider's going to fall. I hit. So I take away my carpet because I'm like, don't fall on my carpet, please. And then I say, mom, I'm ready. My mother flings the spider. I see it, right? I got my eyes on it. It's floating in the air. I blink. Gone. I blinked. I, I, it wasn't even like a full blink. It was like a half a blink, like a natural blink in your in your regular day that you don't even actually notice. It was there one second fl- flying in the fucking air and then it was gone, vanished nowhere, nowhere. It wasn't on the floor. It wasn't on the wall. It wasn't on my mirror. It wasn't on the blinds. I, it, it wasn't on my bed. It, gone, gone. And I'm losing my mind at this point, okay? Because I'm like, not only did this spider beat me again, right? This was 2v1 at this point. Two human beings against one little spider. And it beat us both. I have never felt so degraded or less of a human than I did in that moment. The fact... This is why I'm scared of spiders, right? Like my irrational fears of like what spiders are capable of came true because of this spider. The superpowers that spider had to disappear, vanish, and survive death is beyond me. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. I was at my breaking point at that, at that moment. It 
was late. I wanted to go to bed. I had my eyes on the spider and I was like, this is the time and gone, gone. I'm mad, right? I'm, 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 I'm frustrated, right? And I'm loud. When I am mad and I am frustrated, I am loud. So I then get a text message from my brother telling me to be quiet. And I am at war. There is no time to be quiet. I am at war with a fucking spider. And I am losing bad. I am down bad. So then my dog is like doing her like I have to poo dance. And I'm like, I can't leave my room and be in the in the dark with this spider. And she's had to poo since before we set the game plan up. And my mom's like, go like, I'll do it myself. And I was like, mom, like, I love you, but I cannot trust that the spider is gone unless I see it dead with my two eyes. And thank God I was there because I know my mom. She would have lost the spider and she would have told me she killed it. So thank God I was there because I I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight if I don't see the dead spider. And then we lost it anyway. So I bring my dog out to the kitchen. Turns out she didn't have to shit. She just was thirsty. So she drinks her water. And I am posting on social media how distraught I am. And I'm like, honestly, at this point, I'm ready to sleep on the countertop. Like, I am ready to sleep anywhere but my room because it is... It's it's infested. It's infested. It is no longer my room. Not my bed anymore. Nah. It is this spider's. But then something came over me. And I was like, no. No, you know what? It is my room. And you know what? I'm the hero of this story because I have to be. I'm the victim. I have to become the hero. And... I must drop this confidence. I must drop this motivation. I say, no, I'm tired. I want to go to bed and I want to sleep in my bed and I want it to be a peaceful sleep. So I go back into my room. I take my slipper off and I start banging everything in my room, right? I'm like, I feel like you would have fallen in this direction. So I'm checking behind my mirror. I'm checking behind my poster. I'm che- I'm checking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm flicking the curtains. Nothing. And then I'm like, okay, let me check my nightstand. And I lift up a book. I move some things. I lift up my journal. And boom, there is the fucking spider. There it is. Me and this spider, okay? Me and this spider. I remove everything from my little nightstand. And now it's just me and the spider on my empty nightstand with nowhere to go, nowhere to hide. It's like a little boxing ring. And I'm ready. I put my game face on. I got my slipper in my hand. And I just pound, pound. Pound! I do it a couple times because I need to make sure it's fucking dead. And then I scoop it up with some toilet paper. And you know what I do? I flush it down the toilet because what I won't have is a spider revive itself and then and then 
crawl out of a trash can and right back into me. No, no, no. This time it would have to revive itself, crawl out of the sewer, undrown itself, and then crawl out of the toilet all the way to my room. I wasn't testing fate this time. No more. And I got it. And yeah, I'm, I might have lost 90% of the battles, but I won the war. Yeah. So, just so you know, then my brother came up after I, after I conquered. And he goes, where is it? And I go, no, like, you're too late. Like, you are too late. If you wanted me to shut up, you should have helped me yesterday and the day before. Like, and mom, like, you weren't helpful either. So, at the end of the day, it goes back to you're in control. And, um... You can't trust other people. You have to trust yourself because no one gets you like you do. And, you know, that spider fought too hard. I never want to meet a spider like that again. But I have never been happier to murder a spider. Never been happier. That was the greatest win of my life. I'm really happy. And thank you, everyone who was equally as concerned and worried, and for the people telling me to put chestnuts in my room. Guys, you think I don't have chestnuts in every corner of my room? I do. Me, you don't think I have chestnuts. Guys, I replenish my chestnuts every year. I do not joke about spider methods. Tea tree, I know. I don't joke about that. I take it very seriously. So, of course, thank you for the recommendation, but I'm a little offended that you think I wouldn't have chestnuts around my room. There's only one corner that doesn't have it, actually, because my dog steals it, but in all the other corners, oh, it's there. Mm-hmm. And I even, I even, the chestnuts were so fresh, I was shocked this spider even, like, was in the presence of it. But I can't go back. It's dead. I won. I'm alive. I reclaim my room. I was the victim. Now I'm the hero. So thank you everyone for following me. And and praying for me. Manifesting for me. I appreciate. I appreciated it. Thank you. Okay, let's get into Saltburn. Because... It is one of those movies that everyone is saying is amazing and the best thing they've ever watched. Their favorite movie of 2023. Just like incredible. Now. Before I shit on it, let me say this. The cinematography the editing, the budget, the acting, the the music. Like everything about this film except the plot was perfection. Okay? Just to get that out there. It's not that this is a bad movie. It is a beautifully done movie. I just did not like the structure of the movie, the plot. No, actually, I love the plot. 
I don't like how they executed the plot. There was so much potential. And yet they didn't... I felt like it wasn't mastered. I don't like a movie that is super long. And this movie was very long. And for the most part, it was like a very slow beginning. It took a very, very, very long time to get to anything. Now, I get it was building suspense. And I understand that there was a lot to learn about each person before anything crazy could happen. And I understand that it was all a big, like, setup for what would then happen. And things needed to happen to make the end make sense. I understand that. However, it did not need to take as much time as it did. We didn't need certain scenes. We didn't need certain moments. Now, I'm going to spoil some stuff here. So if you haven't watched it or you want to watch it, um, fast forward a bit. If you haven't watched it and don't want to watch it, then stay. I understand that we needed the setup to be very particular so that when we found out that he had lied about everything, it makes sense and it makes us distrust someone that we thought we could trust up until that point. However, it didn't need to be that long. And from that moment, things did start to pick up. I wish that the setup was shorter. There were particular scenes that we didn't need to see. There were specific moments that were irrelevant. Um... I understand it was all a bigger picture for the twist at the end. I just found it boring. I think the way they did it was boring. Um, yes, it made sense structurally and the story made sense. But I can't help but say it was boring. It wasn't funny at all to me and it wasn't enough a drama to me because it was a drama comedy it was definitely way more drama than it was comedy but I just felt I just felt like it was way too boring to be a drama even with all the twists even with the murder even with the lying and the deceitness deceitfulness it was still boring this is what i mean the plot was there the plot is impeccable the way that a character could be so fucked up in the mind and yet come across so elegant and and just like a big teddy bear that you want to love and squeeze but is so not okay and psychotic and a murderer, it's brilliant. Like, that is a brilliant concept. 
they just made it boring. I'm sorry to say it because I know people are like, this is the best film. It's fantastic. I don't disagree. I just found it slow. I didn't enjoy how long certain scenes were, certain conversations were. Certain moments were just too long, too boring, and didn't propel the story in any way. Also, this movie was so long. If they had shortened the beginning a bit, then it would have been better. And when murder did take place, it felt too nonchalant, if that makes sense. And I just don't understand how, like, the mom character was so oblivious to it all. Like, you know, like, the sister girl and the other guy and the dad guy all caught on. The mom didn't catch on. I just, it, I can't. I just found it way too boring, way too boring, way too slow, not the best use of time, and somewhat redundant in certain aspects and places of the movie. But overall, I love a dark and twisted, fucked up character. And the very end, the end end, the, the, the dancing naked scene, fantastic. I loved that moment. That was probably my favorite, my favorite moment. Also, the intense moments, like the really intense moments where we are discovering something or a twist is taking place or something crazy is about to happen. It wasn't intensified enough. It wasn't dramatic enough. It wasn't... It didn't feel like certain characters cared enough. Like when... I can't remember anyone's. Felix, I think. When Jacob Elordi's character finds out that he has been lied to the whole time, it wasn't a big enough reaction to me. Essentially, he just kicked him out. He's like, you have the party tonight and then you're out. I needed to see more hurt, more betrayal. I needed to feel more like the six months you put into a relationship with someone who you trusted enough to bring home to your family has completely lied to you, completely lied to you about everything, every single thing in his life he lied to you about. And you just found out that he lied to you. And all you had to say was, you have to move out. All that buildup, all that fucking buildup that took way too long, that was so boring. And Jacob Elordi's character's reaction wasn't enough for me. If you are going to spend all that time with that kind of buildup, I need a bigger explosion. Yes, then Jacob Elordi's character gets murdered because of what he said. Great. 
and then someone else says something and they get murdered fantastic I just don't feel like any of these characters actually cared that they were being lied to because they didn't react enough to me I just it was boring guys it was just so boring and long and slow and just it wasn't enough plot wise and and execution wise so watch it you can agree or disagree with me um but i'm just tired tired of salt burn i'm over it can everyone else be over it please okay i do actually have to talk to you guys about the golden globes that were last night today is january 8th and the golden globes took place yesterday there were a lot happened a lot happened yesterday at the golden globes one being the host uh joe coy i believe that's his name and his opening speech where he said a joke about Taylor Swift that the Swifties are mad about. It was something about her getting less screen time at the Golden Globes than she does in the NFL. And it's not really, it's not a mean joke. It wasn't funny, not because of anything other than like, I felt like his delivery sucked. There was no punchline or anything. It was just like, yeah, well, Taylor Swift is going to get less show showtime here than she does at the nfl okay true good point but like where's the funny in it and then what people are really upset about is that he was kind of like talking about oppenheimer and how it's like this movie that was a book like a really big book and it's like about war i think and he's like talking about it and then he goes and barbie is about plastic and boobies okay again where is the joke where is the funny and then barbie fans were getting mad because they're like well he just missed the point of the movie entirely like it's about It's about women finding themselves, not about plastic and boobies. And so I just thought it was kind of like, let's talk about this beautifully done movie that I think is about war. I honestly don't know what Oppenheimer is about, but I think it's about war or like a battle or like Germany. Isn't it about Germany? I don't know. I think it is. That is super serious, super honestly touchy not to me but to people and and kind of manly in like the plot and then barbie that is female focused the epitome of feminism and he's like boobies what it's just dumb i'm no one i hope no one's offended but it's just dumb. Like, you're serious? You couldn't think of any other... You couldn't come up with any other joke about Barbie. You had to be like, boobies? Like, literally, grow up. Grow up. And then, when the audience 
aka A-list fucking celebrities, Selena Gomez, Timothy Chalamet, Taylor Swift. There was Kylie Jenner, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, like Robert De Niro, big A-list celebrities. This is his audience, right? Top of the line A-list celebrities. And he's like boobies. Hee <laughs> hee. Like Selena Gomez literally just like put her palms in her face. She's like, oh, my God. And then he said a joke about Robert De Niro that I actually thought was really funny. He was saying something, blah, 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 blah. How did you get her pregnant at 80? And that was funny because it's like a question on all of our minds. But anyways, when these A-list celebrities weren't laughing at his jokes because they were just bad jokes... He then got mad. He was like, well, I didn't write them. I wrote some and I wrote, I, I wrote some and I didn't write some. And I just got this gig 10 days ago. I can't write a perfect speech, a, a per- perfect monologue in 10 days. And then every joke that made people laugh, he'd be like, I wrote that one. And then the ones that didn't make people laugh, he'd be like, I didn't write that one. And I just want to say, on a professionalism standard that is so unbelievably disrespectful like you have some of the best writers right because if this is an award show with a very high budget you've got amazing writers in the writer's room writing your monologue with you I don't for a second believe that the jokes that didn't make people laugh were the professional writers. Now, yes, you are a comedian and your job is to write funny jokes. But you failed. And I'm so certain that the jokes that didn't make people laugh were his. Um, it was just kind of wild, kind of crazy. And then there was um, a moment between Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift where they were gossiping at a table. And, you know, Taylor is a seasoned vet. She knows to cover her mouth and whisper into Selena's ear if they're going to talk some shit. But the person Taylor was with didn't get that memo. And so crazy fans were able to lip read what that person said. And it was, wait, Timothy? Or with Timothy, something like that. And so then people were like, oh my God, she, Selena saying that she went to take a picture with Timothy Chalamet, but Kylie Jenner didn't let her. And First of all, who cares? Second of all, how do you know that? Like, y'all are just trying to read lips. I don't, I don't believe you guys are reading it right. You could, you also trying to gather a whole conversation based on, like, photos, I think, of, like, or videos of them in, like, the background. Like, I don't even know. It's just, who cares what they're talking about? Let them gossip. They're best friends like let them do their thing and then the other big news of the the night for like pop culture 
is that Timothy and Kylie did go together. However, Kylie Jenner snuck through from the back door. She did not go on the red carpet. Her dress was very modest. She was very much there to just be a supportive girlfriend. There's a video of them like kissing and saying I love you. And um, so she was there to be like celebrating him. She didn't want to walk the red carpet and make this moment about her or dress in a way that people are going to talk about her. I mean, we're talking about her anyways, (laughs) but we're talking about her being a supportive girlfriend um, for Timothy and Wonka, which I haven't watched. I don't really care to watch it. I will if I have to. Um, But the biggest news of the night for me, for Hewat, for the bear lovers, Iowan Debery, best actress for the bear. Jacob, Jacob, Jeremy Allen White, best actor for the series. And I think they got best series too. Let me check. Let, let me confirm here. Golden Globes. I can quickly read you guys the winners and nominees because I know you're just on the edge of your feet here. Okay. Actor in drama motion picture, Cillian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Actor in musical or comedy film, uh, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. Uh, Cinematic and box office achievement, Barbie. Drama motion picture, Oppenheimer. Musical or comedy motion picture, Poor Things. Uh, Director of a motion picture, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Actress in a musical or comedy motion picture, Emma Stone for Poor Things. Foreign language film, Anatomy of a Fall. Screenplay of a motion picture, Anatomy of a Fall. Drama TV series, Succession. Actress in a drama motion picture, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon. Supporting actress in a motion picture, Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. Supporting actor in a motion picture, Robert Downey Jr. Original song, What I Was Made For. What I Was Made For. Billie Eilish and Phineas for Barbie. Original score, Oppenheimer. Animated feature film, The Boy and the Heron. Stand-up comedy uh, on television, Ricky Gervais. Male actor in a supporting role on television, Matthew McFadden for Succession. Female actor in a supporting role on television, Elizabeth DeBecky for The Crown. Actor in a miniseries or motion picture, Stephen Young for Beef. Actress in a drama TV series, Sarah Schnook for Succession. Actor in a drama TV series, series, Kieran Culkin for Succession. Here it is. Actress in a musical or comedy TV series, Io Endebri the Bear. I just have to take a moment. I don't know Io. 
Not personally. But she has walked a path I am currently walking on. And she is not a cool girl. She's quirky. She's funny. She's unique. She's herself. She doesn't try to be this like version of what people think famous people are supposed to be like. She stumbles and trips up and like she's just like a human being following their heart. She is someone who Hiwat and I look up to tremendously because like I said, she pretty much started where we started and we're on the same sort of trajectory that she's on, that she's been on. So to see someone who you look up to who isn't this A-list celebrity who hasn't been doing this for years and years and years, who doesn't get the recognition that you know they deserve, who is so talented, more talented than so many of the people that we see in the biggest TV shows and the biggest movies, who is funny to the core and who is just so respectable, when you see them finally get the appreciation they deserve, it, it makes you so happy for them. So I am so happy for Io in a way that like is hard to explain other than the way I just did. Like it's just like proudness, almost as if she is my friend who I watched grow up. So I'm so happy for her. Her speech was amazing. Uh, and she's right. Our managers and agents assistants work so fucking hard i know mine mine does berkeley i always appreciate him but also even just that you can see you can feel you could hear how nervous and excited she was she didn't have something prepared she probably didn't actually think she would win i mean she's up against rachel bontranhan from the marvelous miss Maisel. She's from uh, up against Natasha Leone, Poker Face, Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary School. She's up against fucking Selena Gomez, Only Murders in the Building, and Ellie Flanning for the Great. Those are high-achieving people, and so is Io. And I am so happy to see her get the recognition that she has worked so hard and deserves to have. And I feel the same way for Jeremy Allen White, who got actor in musical or comedy TV series for The Bear as well. Jeremy Allen White. Shameless. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> Actress in a mini series or motion picture for TV, Ali Wong for The Beef. Not for The Beef, for Beef. Musical or comedy TV series, The Bear. Up against, up against, listen to this. The Bear won against Abbott Elementary School, Jury Duty, Teddy, okay, let me like learn how to speak. I'm just so happy. The Bear won against Abbott Elementary School. Jesus. Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Ted Lasso, and Barry, and only murders in the building. Guys, the Bear did that. Io did that. Jeremy Allen White did that. Everyone in the cast, the ensemble, everyone did that. 
that's what they did. So I'm currently watching The Bear. It's been something that I've been wanting to watch for a while. I'm six episodes in. It's two seasons so far. It is so real and raw. And it's a good example that you don't need crazy expensive. I mean, guys, the budget's probably insane. But it it takes place predominantly in one set. And they use real food. And it's, it's, they went to culinary school to film this for a little while. It's so good. It is so beautiful. They're 30 minute episodes. You guys can do it. And the acting is just fantastic. Jeremy Allen White is probably one of the best male actors that I've ever watched for drama. He knows how to get to a place where he just sucks you in and you're lost. All you hear is him. All you see is him and the pain he's in or the happiness he's feeling or the escapism his characters are looking for. He knows how to be a character so fully and completely in a way that I hope I can achieve. And even though he played on Shameless for so long, what, 12 years, 13 years, as the character he was, why am I blanking on the name? Fiona? Debbie? Carl? Oh my god, what was his name? Fuck, whatever. Um, you would think that, especially me, I finished watching Shameless last year. You would think that when I'm watching The Bear, I would be thinking about this character that I watched for 12 seasons. But I'm not. Not even close. When I'm watching The Bear... Shameless isn't even on my mind. Bottoms isn't on my mind. When I'm watching The Bear. Like, it is so good. It is so good. Just watch it. Oh, guys, I'm so tired. I don't know how long I've been going. I guess I'll, um... I will just say that a 2024 celebrity prediction I have that counter... That is not what everyone has been saying is Ariana Grande and Ethan Slater are going to break up. Okay? They're not going to have a baby together. It's not going to happen. Oh, speaking of my queen Ariana, she's coming out with a new album called Yes And in a few days on the 12th. I cannot control my excitement. Nobody talked to me that day because I will be listening on repeat. I don't know what sound it's going to be. Positions was so different from Thank You Next and Sweetener. And Sweetener and Thank You Next was so different from Dangerous Woman. And Dangerous Woman was night and day from my everything. My Everything and Yours truly gave the same vibes, but Dangerous Woman really, like, changed changed it. And then she kept changing. 
positions was so different so unexpected i have no idea what yes and is gonna be and i fucking love that yes and yes and yes and like yes and what bitch i'm gonna take your man and make him mine and then break his heart soon i can feel it and yeah we're gonna film wicked together yes and yes i licked a donut and said i hate americans and what are we gonna do about it period 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 i can't wait and just to remind you guys my favorite movie of 2023 the best movie of 2023 was bottoms and i'll leave you guys there with all of that this was um this was a good episode i'm happy it's over because i want to go upstairs and get warm thank you all for watching or listening have a fantastic week bye (laughs) 